Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Feminization Boudoir. I have a guest in the studio. Well, not really in the studio, but over phone line. Uh, and it is Shayla Spazia. Hi, Shayla. Hey, y'all. And Kylie. <laughs> I, I have. Say, we, we, since you said to me. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Where are we, my manners? We both my have bad. a lot we want to talk about today. But before I forget, on the premium site, I had someone who's having a few issues, and I just saw that they posted for me about them. Uh, last week, I noticed it, and they had posted it the week before. The person is named Reed, and anytime there's any issues with either site or a book or anything, I really appreciate people letting me know. You can always email me at kyliegable at yahoo.com. And um, the reason this is so important to me is one of my stories um, was um, feminized by my wife's best friend. And it did pretty well. And there was a sequel that came out the week after it called Feminized by My Wife. No, it was my wife's best friend kicked my ass, followed by my wife kicked my ass. Well, when I put out the second book. It's a lot of ass kicking. Yes, a lot of ass kicking. And when I put out the second book, I put out the exact same content as the first book. Oopsie. So nobody told me. I sold over 90 copies. Nobody said, what a lousy book. This is terrible. It's the exact same book. And it just so happened I was checking my reviews on the British site. American reviews go to the British site. British reviews don't go to the American site. And on there, someone was like, what a ripoff. I bought the first book and the second book was exactly the same. And I realized that over 90 people had bought that book and thought that I had just given them the exact same book twice in a row. Oh, no. Last, last week, when we did the St. Patrick's Day special... I had accidentally put Jen Davis reading her story back to back and not put um, Mistress DJ's story up. And I didn't realize I did this until the next day when I was putting up the free podcast and the free podcast had a different third audio. And when I was inserting the third audio, I was like, wait a second. That should be Mr. DJ I'm inserting it after. Why am I inserting it after Miss Jen? And sure enough, you know, so I fixed it right away. A lot of times when I make a mistake, it's a real simple and obvious mistake, and I just don't realize I made it. So it's basically the equivalent of walking around with your fly open all day, and you really just want someone to go, hey, psst, zip up, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, so Kylie, if you, yeah, if you, yes. <laughs> sorry, I was going to say Kylie is not the only one that does this. In fact, last night there was a gentleman that had purchased one of my feminization audios, and I noticed that it. I I saw a little note in red, and it read that part of this had been deleted. Part of the goodie on Nightflirt had been deleted, and I had a problem a few weeks ago that I uploaded a goodie and I uploaded the. Uh, the image of the cover. I didn't upload the audio and I don't know how many people I sold that to because it was one of yours and someone was kind enough to contact me. So, I mean, we're all human. We do it. And I'm the same way. I know Kylie felt bad there. I know yeah. you felt bad that they didn't get what yeah. they wanted. Well, I, 
Yeah, I don't want people human. thinking that like I just you know I'm making this up. You know, I'm just you know doing the same book on purpose thinking no one will notice. You know, they're gonna notice. So yeah, if you catch either of us with our audio flies open, please just <laughs> let us know. You can yes. always email me kyliegable at yahoo.com. Easy to remember. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to say that before anything else, just because I was really embarrassed about it, you know. <laughs> oh, it's it's understandable. I mean, I, I did. I did the exact same thing, you know, and I was so apologetic. And I, I think I even sent the guy the stuff twice in a bonus audio last night because I think I was worried. I, you know, he didn't get what he paid for. But, yeah, we're we're fallible human beings. For so sorry change, about my dog. I was going to say, for a change, it's not my dogs barking in the background. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you you all know the story, I'm sure, by now. You know, my my beloved Chance, who him and Tango are on, sitting on top of the couch looking out the window, both on full guard detail, uh, was a gift for, from Shayla, who... Um, we did an interview together, and she said, I hope, you know, there was the dog barking in the background wasn't, you know being picked up and she told me the whole story of chance and now he lives with me. So we will always have that connection. Absolutely. And it is the best home ever. Kylie is an exceptional person. I mean, the way he Aww. takes care of that dog, well, you are, you are, I mean, to people too, but I mean, just the way you spoil chance rotten and I love it. And everybody down here where I live loves the stories of how well he's doing, but yes, exceptional person as well as a good writer. Thank you. So we are currently in the middle of a series, and I, I, I'm happy to have you on to talk about it because it is the most difficult series I ever wrote in my life. Um, it it was you know the you know the Gilligan's Island three hour tour. It was like that. Um, when I first started writing, you know the first stuff I wrote was my college stories. And they did amazing. And when you're a writer and you sell a lot of a book and you want to make some money or you need to make some money, one of the things you think of is sequel. The problem is my college stories ended after college. There really, you know, there was one wedding, but there really wasn't a sequel. Uh-huh. So I decided to write a fictional sequel to real events and there was one real thing that happened in the story if you if you read at the beginning of the story um there is my uh we're going through my the basement my mom's moving out of the house that you know they had since before i was born and i want to say this happened in 2015 because i was already writing by then and um you know, my college days had, you know, been, you know, a decade earlier. And so when uh, I start, you know, going through a dresser to throw stuff out, I find all these concert T-shirts. And I'm pulling them out. And I'm kind of laughing at some of the bands I used to like or actually, oh, this is really cool that I have this. And I get down to the bottom of the pile. And there is a purple shirt that says... Um, princess in silver script with a crown above the P. And there is a heavily padded red bra 
And there is a red shirt with rainbow writing that says, I'm not gay, but my boyfriend is. Oh, there's Chance with a little cry. He wants some attention. Um, He's so, Anyway, I, my mom and my one sister, one of my sisters knows what happened in college. One of them doesn't. I'm in the basement with both of them. They're like five or ten feet away from me. And so I really quickly, in one motion, put them back at the bottom of the pile of shirts and throw them into the drawer and announce, I'm hungry. I'm going to get lunch. I'm going to do this later. So it occurred to me what a close call that was. And what would have happened if I had someone close to me, like a fiance there? So that was, you know, what inspired the beginning of that story. And everything was going great, except my editor at that time was someone who worked in banking. And Brexit was starting. And so suddenly he had no time to edit. In addition, one of the problems with books like this, I was writing fictional stories with real people who I know. Not just that, but people from, you know, a younger time. So it was really hard for me not to make every guy that I ran into who really existed along the way want to be me. And it was really hard for me not to make every woman that I ran into along the way who knew me back then, you know, oh, my gosh, if only Kylie hadn't gotten away, you know. (laughs) So there's that sort of urge for wish fulfillment. So this series wound up taking me something like eight months to write. And that kind of kills book sales on Amazon because of the fact that No, I'm sorry, it didn't take eight months. It took over a year to write. There was eight months between two different issues of the series. Um, It just killed sales. And so um, I was really excited about making this an audiobook because I think people were really enjoying the story and then just got lost along the way when nothing was coming out. And I think you've done a really good job on it. How do you think it... it, um, reads now that you have seen it both what that actually happened in college and now me writing a fictional sequel i know one of the first things you asked me was did this actually happen yes because honestly i thought i i really believed it when i I, when i was sitting there reading it i thought that you did have these experiences adventures whatever you want to call them post-college and I thought that, you know, the 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 girl that you were with, the lady that you were with was a real person. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, how could you have never told me all this? Because, you know, <laughs> you and I confide in each other. And I was just shocked. But I thought you did it very well because I believed it. And it's good. Well, I'll tell you, though, that that girl is basically, like I said, wishful format. Uh, her name is Claire. And, and if, you know, you, you are a very... Um, attractive, financially well-off woman who reads the story and reads about this Claire character and says, wow, that's me. Please, KylieGable at (laughs) Yahoo.com because (laughs) I think I I wrote my dream woman for myself in this story. (laughs) Oh, my God. I'm laying back in my gaming chair laughing my ass off. 
<laughs> she's, you know, she's a little bit, you know, nicer maybe than, than I might have, you know, but, but then she's got the friend with the wild streak who <laughs> makes up for that. So between the two of them, you know, I, I think I could have a, a really fun road trip tied up in their back seat. So, um, you know, <laughs> a lot of the locations, a lot of the locations, though, in that book, I have actually been to. There's a scene that takes place at a uh, at a, a corn dog restaurant, and I don't remember if uh, I used the actual name for it, but it, it's actually called Cozy Dog, and it's in Springfield, Illinois, uh, and I highly recommend <laughs> if you like corn dogs. <laughs> so. So yeah, there are actual locations, even though it is a uh, <laughs> a fictional book. <laughs> that is awesome, but no, I, I I see what you're doing here, Kylie, and it's it's brilliant. And you know, I have a podcast too, so I think I think I'm gonna do just what you just did. Let's just forget Match.com. Let's forget whatever that that swipe right thing. I've never done that thing before. Let's just skip it, and we'll just go ahead and just put our ideal person out there. <laughs> On our podcast, and if you could just contact us, here's the email. So I'll I'll, I'll do that on my podcast next week, and I'll, I'll let them know. It's 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 just like it's kind of like when you know you used to read those pe- you'd read the newspaper, and I used to laugh my ass off at them because I had to read them every week. You remember when we actually had physical newspaper, and you would read the personals ad, and you know they had the little the little acronyms for what they were and what they were looking for. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, but now we're going to do it on our podcast. <laughs> That's awesome. Maybe you know? we should do that. Maybe we should, like, start a dating site of a podcast. We'll, like, have a podcast and start a dating site, and you just tell it what you're looking for and what email they can contact you at. There you go. You that could actually work. I mean, for the introverted people like me that are just interested in what's in between the ears, oh, my God, that could work. That is brilliant. Okay. So y'all know what I- Kylie's looking for, so, you know, help them out. I do have one issue, though, um, that uh, I think this worries me a little bit, you know, and I, I have a, I have a vanilla relationship that has been going slowly but surely. And um, one of the things I, I, I realize is if someone is involved with me and really wants to know enough about me, I've pretty much given them a roadmap. With all my books. Um, because you can find out so much about what I like, what my interests are, <laughs> what I I'm want, kidding. you know, my kinks. Because, you know, yeah. So, um, by the way, um, a couple things I want to talk about. Um, one is you're starting to get into writing more. I am. I am. And I'm I'm really enjoying it. I got away from it for so long and I forgot how much I loved it. Um, I, um, you know, I'm not I'm as y'all know, we had um, we did the Sissy Brenda episodes, the one that the Sissy Brenda wrote. And I think you put out one and two on your podcast. I can't quite recall. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know. I think it was Sissy Brenda that actually inspired me to start writing again because I wrote this story. Um, it's called um, Cuck Holding Sissy Brenda. And it it's kind of based on what y'all have to know Sissy Brenda. I'm sure most of you do. If you don't, go to Sissy Brenda 2 on Twitter. She is just awesome. 
and she takes such great photographs and I'm jealous of her legs. But anyway, um, she's into cuckolding and I wrote a story for her that was based on, you know, some of her cuckolding fantasies. And after that, I was like, damn, I really did kind of miss this. I want to start writing more. And I've been writing quite a bit lately. And I also put out Feminizing Donovan. And, um, you know, with that story, it's uh, got strap on play. It's got corporal punishment, chastity, humiliation, all that kind of stuff. So um, it's, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm getting back into it. And I'm planning on writing another, a longer thing for you very soon. Awesome. Just uh, just as an aside, um, Dom's Right Night is the name of the broadcast. It was part of um, the free premium podcast because this interview was going on both podcasts. And But the premium didn't exist in December when I did uh, Dom's Right Night. And that night we had um, a story from DJ and a story in the Feminizing Donovan story. So if you're looking for it, it's December 19th um, on the free one, and it's Dom's Right Night. So, um, yeah, I, 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 you know, I know that, you know, you have a little bit of a writing background, and, and your stuff is wonderful. Um, right now, I'm writing a story with Raina that I'm really trying to get out this weekend. Um and she just sent me like 16 notes on, on what I sent her, but they're all really good notes. I mean, some of them are really like, duh, kind of notes like, uh, you have the character running out of the airport and then meeting me in the airport. And, you know, <laughs> how do both of these things happen? You know, and then others are like, oh, yeah, I didn't think of it. You know, I hadn't thought of that. So that's that's great. And, um, you know, DJ's been writing for us. We want some some Jen. I definitely have been talking. I want to do a collection with a story from from each of our, our narrating downs. You know, um, we have uh, been having Victoria, who hasn't done a full length story yet, but she's done a little bit of narrating and a little bit of writing. She's kind of our utility infielder, I guess it's a baseball term, you know, so um I love the fact that Candy Apple Press is not like a one person, you know, thing anymore. And, you know, Mindy has gotten so prolific. She's putting out books more often than I am now. So um, it makes a, it makes a big difference. Oh, yeah. And I just I love the people that you I, I the people you've brought together. I mean, DJ Raina. Um, why is my brain? Uh, Jen, you know, the one that does the spanking and um, the new girl. Oh, my God. She's kicking ass on Night Flirt. Um, you know who I'm talking about? She's younger and she rides. London? Great. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Right. I saw she hit gold and she hasn't even been there that long. I mean, she's amazing. But, I mean, I don't know. They inspired think, me so I, much. Yeah. They're so nice. I love her. I, I, I kind of have given London a little bit of space because of the fact that she's had. I don't, and I want to talk about her personal business. I'm not going to. Um, and it's also nothing major, like, it's not like a traumatic event, but she's had like a, a you know, an ex a, a time event. So I'm hoping that she'll be back doing some more work for us in, uh, later spring. Um, oh, me too. She's just awesome. Yeah. I like her. So. I'm not a fan. <laughs> <laughs> I really am. I'm like, I want to be like her. I've been on Night Flirt for a decade now, literally a decade, and I'm like, she was just starting. I'm like, oh my gosh, you're amazing. But yeah, I love yeah. our group. I really do. I just, it, I it's love a, us. It's wonderful. I mean, it, it's so much support. It helps. Um, so in addition, 
Uh, I did want to talk just a moment with you. Have you got anything? You've got the femi- you've got the feminizing Donovan. Anything else going on on Nightfoot right now? Well, um, I do have the um, I you know I have those that are part of feminization. I am going to be putting out a raise the rate um, game where people can call mm-hmm. my recorded listings and it's, it's going to be a raise the rate game. I know that's been done, which is, but I mean, believe it or not, I do have some sissies that call me that are into financial domination. Um, so I'm working on that right now. And I mean, I don't think anybody's going to be upset about us talking about this. Cause I mean, I, I know it's out and they're even tweeting about it and everything, but we do have the thing with night flirt plus coming out. It, it's not available yet y'all, but they are going to be putting up a, a thing on night flirt. It's night flirt plus it's going to be kind of like only fans. And I am trying to get some audios and uh, videos and stuff together for that. But I've been yeah. really busy with calls. I, 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 I had it last week. I guess it was, I can't remember what day it was last week. I had over a thousand dollar day. And then last night I was on the phone for four hours straight. So I haven't had a lot of time to create. I've, I've, I've taken a lot of calls, <laughs> which I well, love. Don't be calling me. That's the thing is I always feel like I have a lot of friends and some who aren't even in related to Candy Apple who are, you know, I met through Nightflirt through working with them. And it's just like, I'll be on Night Flirt or something. I'll look and like they'll have been on for 20 straight hours or something. And I'm like, you know, I really want to talk to them on the phone, but <laughs> it's like, <laughs> you know, kind of calling up someone who's been working, you know, at, at, you know, Pizza Hut or something, making pizzas all day. You call them up and say, can you come over and make me a pizza? It's like, <laughs> I mean, We've just been talking to people all day. You know, that's thinking about is another person calling you. Um, but I'm plan- I'm kind of playing a, a wait and see game with uh, the Night Flirt Plus. That might be kind of nice, you know, with all the audios and everything that I have. Um, and plus, I'm still trying to get the premium podcast going. Um, I think we've got yes. 11 subscribers, which is nice. And advertisements have come back on, on the old one. But, you know, I think the advantage of paying on the premium is just not only like for this audio, are you going to get the full uh, audio, but you will also get access. You know, we started February 1st and there were already a few audios that I had up there. They're all in their full form. So right now, you know, you're getting a whole bunch of hours of, you know, material that you can listen to that, would each cost you about 15 bucks a piece if you went on clips for sale, which please go on clips for sale. And, you know, we only have a clip of on the free site. So I'm trying to keep the, the free podcast going strong because that's you know where we started. And I have no intention of having anything happen with that. While at the same time, you know, making this premium one something special. It, it it is a good deal. It is a great deal because I was I was looking at that because I I don't know I think we kind of get ideas we bounce ideas off each other and I thought you know what you've done here is really brilliant. It is cost saving in a big way, and you know I guess it's too early to call it the Netflix of feminization, but we're working on it. <laughs> That's such a great name. I, I want to use that. You know? <laughs> Take, it. Take um, it. Run with it. So, yeah, I was just looking now, and there is between, like, nine and ten hours of um, audio right now on the on the premium site. So, that's a good chunk of your day, and uh, keeps growing every week. So, 
If you do enjoy the audios and you want, especially if you're buying them on clips for sale, this is probably a cheaper way to, to get access to them. Um, but as I said, if you're not, especially now that I have advertising again on, on the free um, podcast, you know, you, there's still so many ways you can support us. And it's so appreciated. Yes. So. Big time. Oh, no. <laughs> Hi, Chance. Hi, Tango. <laughs> now it's my dog's turn. All right. Uh, it's hard for me to go for a whole interview without them doing that. <laughs> it just demonstrates what awesome people we are. Our dogs love us. If you do have dogs who are now running around the house because they heard other dogs, I apologize. So. <laughs> All right, so we're doing today, it is um, the old, um, we're call, I have to remember the new name, which is Welcome to College Reunion Part 3. And um, anything, um, I would say, it's, I think I want to say it's a five-part um, five series, and uh I do think it's really one of one of the better ones I've written. It, it definitely does attempt to answer some questions. Interesting. I have found out a few answers to some of those questions myself. I will tell you one thing I have learned. Um, Deanna and I are in touch. Through Deanna, I have gotten to talk to Sheila a little bit. I finally found out what's up with Amanda after not knowing for about four years. And it's not really that I'm stalking her because I would never do that. It's more that every now and then I'll Google her, but I am terrified to call her. <laughs> so, um, and I don't actually have a, a, a you know, a, a, a recent number on her anyway, but she was a lawyer and now she is a social studies teacher, which I want to know why. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know why too. I she, I mean, she's a very successful lawyer, and I don't know if she just had this urge to teach. You know, she you know went to a board meeting and tied up the opposition. I I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I will always have have quite an affection for her, despite a lot of mean a mean things she did to me. Always. So, yes, and (laughs) I do think this one is um, pretty erotic. Um, I mean, it's not as naughty as Trio or that one that I was. I mean, there was one I was I mean, I was blushing to even read it. What was that one? You know what I'm talking about? I do. Party Uh, favor. Party Party favor. Party favor. It's it's not. Yeah. Yeah. That one was based on. uh, what was it? The Keanu Reeves movie, and that was based on a, on the Sandra Locke movie, like Deadly Games. Before that, basically, it's a rainstorm. If, if there's a rainstorm and two uh, hippie chicks knock on your door, don't answer when your wife's away. Don't let them in unless you like the story. In which case, by all means, let them in because. They will do all sorts of things to you. And so uh, I just add the feminization element, but it was definitely inspired by 
Gosh, what was that Keanu Reeves movie? The one Argentinian woman in that movie was so hot. I uh, can't think of it. But it's dirty, y'all. Yeah. I mean, I'm, <laughs> come on, I'm a phone sex operator. You think about the things I hear. You think about the things I talk about. That damn thing is dirty. I, was, <laughs> I blushed when I read it. It's good, but it's like dirty. I'm like, are we actually doing this? But yeah, so this one isn't like on that level of trio or party favor, but it was still pretty erotic. I mean, there, it, it really is. There's, I think you have some that are, you know, mild, I would say, but I mean, they're still erotic, but then you've got medium. This is, this is medium hot, but it's good. It's definitely going to get you, it's, it's going to get your, it's going to get your little clitty hard in your panties. Can I say that on here? Or is that too naughty? No, no, it's okay. okay. <laughs> party favor is like Diablo level. Um, yes, I kind yes. of, uh, this is a jalapeno. I kind of like the fact that every now and then I can still shock you, considering how mild a lot of my stories are, you know? <laughs> yeah, that one was, that one was whatever that one is on the Scoville scale above a ghost pepper. I know there's one on that on that scale above as a ghost pepper, but that was ghost pepper hot. And this one, this one's definitely gonna get you going. It's 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 very much jalapeno, maybe a little bit hotter, but yeah. But it's good. It is erotic. <laughs> All right. So like I said, welcome to College Reunion Part Three, written by me and as read by Shayla. Thank you so much for popping by. Um, always a pleasure, and it's been long overdue that we did this, so I'm yes. really glad you were able to do an interview today. Thank you. I had fun, and I hope y'all all have a good week. Welcome to College Reunion Part 3, written by Kylie Gable, narrated by Shayla Aspasia. What is that smell? Is that somebody's perfume? The statuesque brunette loudly queried to nobody in particular. It seems to be coming from somewhere around here, she announced, walking in my direction. No, I don't smell anything, I said nervously, rapidly packing away my books in order to make a hasty retreat. Well, trying not to make it seem like that was what I was doing. It was September. Early in my sophomore year, and this was only the second class of my French course. The beautiful brunette was now very deliberately sniffing the air around me. How can you not smell it? It's really quite strong. Pungent, almost, she proclaimed. Sorry, I do have a bit of a cold, I lied. It's you, isn't it? She suddenly exclaimed drawing the attention of all the students who hadn't quite made their way out of the class. This was exactly the confrontation I always dreaded. Someone in one of my classes smelling the feminine bath products I was forced to use and exposing me. Actually, there wasn't any perfume on me, but I was wearing women's deodorant and body wash. Anyone with a reasonably strong sense of smell could easily have picked up on it. No, no, I don't know what you're talking about, I stammered fearfully. 
It is, she cried out. I knew it. I tried to make my move out the door before she drew any further attention to me, but she grabbed my left shoulder and spun me around. Okay, it's me. Please don't make a scene, I pleaded. Of course it's you, sissy, she said in a slightly more hushed voice. I've been wanting to talk to you for a while. You, you're in my dorm, aren't you? Yep. In fact, I'm Steph's roommate, Sheila. She told me a whole lot about you, she said ominously. Now it all began to make sense. Stephanie had not been part of the group of girls who were feminizing and dominating me, but she hadn't been there from the beginning. As one of their friends, she had known everything that had happened, though she was usually more of an enthusiastic witness rather than an active participant. I'm sure, I replied glumly. Yeah, pictures and everything, she smiled brightly. You know, I think you and I are going to become very good friends, grinned Sheila. You never know, I replied without looking back and heading smartly for the door of the lecture hall. Well, I'll see you around. Freeze, she ordered. We're not done here. Was it her forceful personality? Was it the fear of exposure? or just the conditioning that was getting me used to obeying female authority. I don't know. But whatever it was, I did stop. Well, froze, really, in midstep, looking at her apprehensively as she confidently approached me. Fortunately, by now, we were the only two people left in the room. I need to hurry, I blustered. Really? What are you rushing for? After our last French class, I thought you just walked back to your dorm room. So, I don't believe you have another class until this afternoon at the earliest. Look, Sheila, you're kind of becoming a bit stalkerish. Hardly, she scoffed. I understand you're supposed to be wearing a bra, pantyhose, and panties. Also, your toenails should also be nicely painted. I want proof right now. All of those things you say are true, but I don't have to show you, and I don't really want to be discovered in a classroom showing you my underwear, I retorted. Okay, if that's the way you want to play it, I'll give you a choice, she said, pulling an unopened coil of clothesline from her backpack. I thought you might be difficult, so I came prepared. As I said, I'm going to give you a choice. You can either strip for me voluntarily, and after I've checked that you're dressed the way you're supposed to be, I'll leave you alone. Or I can wrestle you, stripping you down to your pretty lingerie. And then I'll leave you tied up here for the next class to find. She glared at me. I'm not some pathetic wimp, you know, I replied. I not like what happens if you attempt to wrestle me down. Ha! Do you seriously believe that? Amanda easily kicked your ass, and I've often sparred with her... Look at me. I'm three inches taller than you, and considerably stronger. You might not be pathetic, but you are definitely on the wimpy side. Okay, you've made your choice, she shrugged nonchalantly, advancing on me as she ripped open the clothesline. You wouldn't dare, I gasped while rapidly backing away from her. Oh, you're daring me now? Stupid, but suit yourself, she lunged grabbed onto my wrist, and one fluid move, she had me 
bent at the wrist my arm twisted up behind my back and my torso resting on the top of a desk oh was all i could say quickly realizing that i was completely outclassed er uh, okay i've changed my mind i'll be happy to do what you want i could feel her pause her efforts to restrain me and like the dog who finally caught the mail truck contemplate what to do next finally she suddenly relented strip off everything now down to your lingerie do it quickly what if somebody comes in i asked her as i straightened myself up and began slipping my shirt off the you do it the less chance there is of anybody coming in i kicked off my shoes lowered and stepped out of my pants this was so degrading to be standing in front of a freshman in nothing but a pair of light green panties with watermelons on them and a white bra. There was no body hair on me, and my legs were encased in sheer pair of nude pantyhose. The fuchsia nail polish on my nails was clearly visible through the reinforced toes of the stockings. She was giggling at my appearance, and that just made me blush even more happy now i snapped at her ecstatic she quipped gathering up my clothes now do a twirl for me you'd better give me my clothes back i warned her as i spun around for her amusement and you better learn when not to make demands she growled at me i can still leave you hogtied in your pretty underwear for the next class to find sorry please don't do that i begged oh yes i can see we're going to be great friends my little sissy laughed sheila you can go ahead and get dressed again i'm going to go have a talk with amanda about what none of your business don't you go worrying your pretty little sissy head about it she replied then in a sing-song voice she said back to me have fun one thing i'd learned about beth in our time together was that she always managed to get her way now don't get me wrong if i wanted to see an action movie and she wanted to see a chick flick then we could just easily end up at either a comedy or an action film those were simple things that didn't really matter to her so she usually compromised or even let me make the choice but it was the bigger decisions when she really wanted something that I knew I was in trouble if I didn't agree. Because she could be like a force of nature. The power of her will could flatten everything in its path. Following a night of great sex, I awoke to find Beth packing both of our suitcases. What's going on, babe? I asked groggily, rubbing the sleep from my eyes. We're going on a road trip, she informed me. I've decided, and as you don't have any work for a couple of months, you have absolutely no excuse. Oh, well, where are we going? You'll see. Now get out of bed and get dressed, she demanded. Okay, okay, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Can't you at least give me a clue where we're going, I pleaded? No, it's a surprise, she smiled. Maybe we'll tell you in the car. We? Who's we? Claire's going on this road trip with us, I said suspiciously. 
Don't you take that tone, replied Beth sharply. She's probably our best friend, and yes, she's going. Now get ready. But how can I if I don't know where we're going? What should I wear? If you leave it up to me, you'll be in a dress again, so just wear whatever you want, said Beth. Well, are we going far? Is it hot or cold? Do I need a swimsuit? Thermal underwear? She just glared at me, so I stuck with the classic hunter polo shirt and khaki pants. I felt I could get into most restaurants like this, and I'd be comfortable enough for a fairly long car ride. Now, I should mention that while leaving me in the dark as to our destination was quite a new thing between us, the actual going on road trips was not. Claire had managed to talk Beth into buying a fabulous Ford Mustang convertible that they both absolutely adored. I had to admit it was fun zipping along with the wind blowing through your hair, even if I knew that I'd be the one who spent most of the time cramped in the back seat, because I was the only one of us who couldn't operate a manual transmission. How many days is this trip likely to be? I asked. What about the papers in the mail? Don't worry about all that. I've made all the arrangements. She blandly assured me. Just hurry up and get going. But I need to know how many days to pack for. No, you don't. I told you not to worry, and I've already packed for you. Now I'm worried, I said, looking at her suspiciously. Knowing you, you probably packed nothing but dresses and skirts for me. Knowing me? Wow, you really are paranoid. So go on then, take a look for yourself, she challenged, unzipping a dark gray suitcase for my inspection. See? Okay, maybe I misjudged you, and I might be slightly paranoid recently, but you haven't exactly been playing fair since you found those pictures, I said. I'm sorry, but you do manage to blow things all out of proportion. If you just accept it more, it wouldn't be a big deal. Look, let's just get going on this secret trip and try not to talk about it now, okay? Yeah, we're supposed to pick up Claire soon anyway, said Beth. We began to load up the Mustang together. One of the things that made it such an impractical car, in my view, was the severely limited trunk space. It could just hold about two full-size suitcases and a couple of small carry-on bags, if none were too overstuffed. It was a tight squeeze for our bags, and there was certainly no room for any extras. There really isn't going to be much room for Claire's stuff, honey, I called to her. There'll be enough, she replied nonchalantly, as I slammed the trunk shut. Claire always packs light. Go ahead and get in. Soon, we were peeling down the streets on the way to Claire's apartment. It was only a six-block drive, and we had arrived before we had a chance to warn Beth that I seriously wasn't in the mood for any shenanigans from them. A road trip could be fun, a pleasant diversion, but I sure didn't want a repeat of the magic grill incident. As we pulled into her parking lot, Claire saw us, leaning out and waved down from her third floor window, where she sat when she wanted a cigarette. Hey, I'm all packed. Is he really wearing that? Afraid so, replied Beth. I'll send him up to help you with your stuff. 
You better not be bringing much, as there isn't a lot of room, I called up to her. We'll manage, she yelled back. Come up. I'll let you in. Climbing the stairs to her apartment, I had no idea what I was setting myself up for. My dear sweet fiancé had worked out a little scheme with her best friend that I wouldn't find out about until a while later. Unsuspectingly, I dutifully went up to help Claire with her bags and was shocked to see their traveling light consisted of a full-size suitcase and two smaller bags. There is no way all of this is ever going to fit, I stated firmly. Poof! You pack like a man. I'll take care of it, she replied glibly. Look, I guarantee you're not going to get all of that in the trunk. In fact, if you can, I'll let you have shotgun, I offered. Not much of an offer. First, this is not going to be a problem. Second, you know Beth will just give me the front seat anyway. She sauntered off carrying the two smaller bags, leaving me with her big suitcase to follow her down the stairs to the car. Beth was right where I had left her, sitting in the driver's seat and looking bored. Hey, Claire, she called out when she saw us. Hi, Beth. I'm glad you managed to talk him into it. He didn't have much of a choice, to be honest, replied my fiancé, smiling at me. I knew it, chuckled Claire. She dropped her bags by the car and reached over to grab her suitcase from me. You might as well get yourself comfortable in the back seat while I stow my stuff. Good luck with that, I said as I climbed in. Truth be told, the back seat wasn't quite as big of a problem for me as it would be for most guys. A normal-sized male would really be squished and uncomfortable, but for somebody my size, it was doable. My legs are long for my body, but at only five foot seven, I still don't require that much room. Plus, I could always put my legs across the back seat and sort of lay across sideways. For a short ride, this could be comfortable. Who knew how long or short a ride this would be? I was still getting myself adjusted when Claire jumped in the passenger seat and pulled the door. So it didn't immediately register that she had obviously gotten all of our bags in the trunk. This was going to be such fun, announced Claire, as we peeled out of the parking lot. Both girls were hollering and giggling with excitement of a brand new adventure, while I sat in the back, uncomfortable, puzzled, and nervous. Okay, I've got to know. I tried to shout over the roar of the engine. This isn't all some harebrained scheme just to get me back into dresses, is it? be silly darling assured beth you saw your suitcase all packed lots of nice rugged and manly clothing i couldn't help noticing that calling my clothing manly had made claire giggle in the front seat but i didn't know why so i tried not to let that unnerve me the next hour or so passed uneventfully and i even managed to force myself to relax as we all sang along with radio and joked around my misgivings had been replaced by the sheer joy that is road tripping, even if I didn't know our destination. That was just something else to add to the whole adventure. Hey, isn't Main Street Chili Dogs around here? asked Claire after about 90 minutes of driving. Oh, wow, I haven't eaten there in years, I said. I just saw a sign, replied Breath. It's two more exits. Do you guys want to stop? Yeah, I haven't had breakfast yet, and you know how I am about breakfast replied Claire. I'm kind of hungry, too, I added. Okay, next stop, chili dogs and milkshakes, agreed Beth. 
Main Street Chili Dogs has been around for over 60 years. It was a destination not to be missed in the old Route 66 days and had built up a reputation for homespun milkshakes and mouth-watering chili dogs that had carried it through some lean years when there wasn't much out this way. We got to the diner, and I was surprised when Claire insisted on paying for everyone. She simply wouldn't take no for an answer and instead insisted that Beth and I sit down at the booth and she'd bring our order over to us. As I waited for my chili dog onion rings and pineapple shake, I looked at Beth sitting across from me and decided I owed her an apology. You know, I'm sorry, I said. I've given you both a hard time about this, but sometimes getting out of your old routine is a good thing. They say that change is good as a rest, and I'm lucky to have a woman like you who's always bringing adventure into my life. Yes, my dad was old before his time, probably before I was even born. He was a creature of habit, love routine, and a total grump who hated anything new, especially with people. He wouldn't talk to our next-door neighbors for over a decade because he liked the people who had lived in their house before they moved in. We'd always eat at the same restaurant, always went on the same vacation, same old, same old. But I feel like you'd never let that happen to me. Somehow, you'll always find a way to add that touch of adventure or mystery, even if it's not exactly what I was looking for. That's beautiful, she said, grabbing my hand. You've just put my mind at ease. I was about to ask her why her mind needed easing when Claire's return intervened. I was sitting with my back to the counter, so I never saw her approach. But just as she got to our booth, her foot slipped on something. On the floor, she desperately tried to keep her balance and her hold on what she was carrying, but failed miserably. Dumping the entire tray of three milkshakes, four chili dogs, three fries, and some onion rings, plus several open shot glass-sized containers of ketchup right on top of me. As you can imagine, it caused quite a commotion. Everyone from the patrons of the nearby tables to the sheepish manager and her staff wanted to know if Claire was all right. She assured them that the only thing that was hurt was her pride. It was only when they confirmed that she was all right and hadn't sustained serious injuries that any sympathy fell on me. Completely soaked in chili and milkshake, I jumped out of the booth and frantically looked around for the bathroom. The restaurant was old enough that it only had a single occupancy bathroom in the back. The manager was indicating where, so I raced towards it closely followed by Beth. Get all those clothes and I'll grab something from your suitcase, she promised. I quickly stripped my underwear and she left to find me something from the car. Up until this point, I was still shocked over what had happened. Claire was calling out to me in the bathroom, apologizing for her clumsiness. I cowered in the bathroom, standing in nothing but my socks and underwear. Pass your clothes out before they get stained, directed Claire authoritatively. Beth will be back with something for you to put on. Naively and without hesitation, I passed the desecrated shirt and pants out through the door. As I stood there shivering 
awaiting the return of Beth. Claire's choice of words struck me. She definitely said something instead of your clothes. Is she back? I queried. What about the rest of your clothes? Pass them out too, called out Claire. It was the tone of her demand that caused the penny to finally drop. You conniving bitches, I shouted. You're trying to set me up. Trying? She laughed. You insult us. We already have. And you can't stay in there and you can't leave and just your tidy whities now can you? So, you might as well cooperate with us. I could well imagine the smug look on her face as she said that. Oh, no, no, no. I'm not going to let you win that easy, I said. Fuck both of you. I want my male clothes to put on or I'm staying right here. Look, princess, this was Beth's idea. No way. No way. See, you created a monster. She wanted to trap you herself, and she was about 80% of the way to doing it, too. Well, she failed. I want my male clothes before I leave here. You can't very well stay in there forever. It's the only facility this place has, and there are people out there who need to use it. In fact, there are a couple of bikers who have just walked in that I can almost guarantee I could talk into chasing you out of there. Now, you can either do it the nice thing for your wife and to let her believe she's trapped you, or I will get those guys to drag you out. What do you want to do? It's your choice. Come on, Claire. This so isn't fair, I complained. Fair has nothing to do with it. Life is not fair. Didn't your mother ever tell you that? She replied glibly. But I don't want to go out there in female clothes. Everybody saw me come in. But then everybody can also hear this conversation, she giggled. And there was a muted cheer from the background. Beth is about two seconds from the door. What's it going to be? Okay, fine. Give me whatever she has for me. I sighed defeated and pulled off my socks and underwear and handed them over. The door closed again, and I couldn't hear anything for the next few minutes. But I had no doubt that there was some conspiratorial whispering going on just outside between the two of them. Then Beth called out, Honey, I have some clothes for you. Be good and put them on quickly now. Great, I mumbled, passing my empty hand around the door. It wasn't as bad as I thought, but it wasn't good either. She handed me one of the small carry-on bags that I had seen Claire take to the car. Inside was a red pleated miniskirt, a pair of red pumps, a black lace bra, and panties, sheer pantyhose, a cut-off black t-shirt with the word sassy across the chest, and a chinky pink script, and a small makeup kit. I thought I'd give it one last try. Beth, honey, this must be the wrong bag. These aren't my clothes. Yes, they are, darling. Or at least they are now, she chortled. And I could hear the entire restaurant laughing at that comment. Come on, Beth, I'm not a girl. That may well be the case, but like it or not, you will be looking like one when you walk out that door. So hurry up and get dressed, darling, she ordered. Okay, you got me this time, honey, I said, going along with Claire's attempts to build up Beth. 
I didn't know if that was such a great idea, frankly. But I really did love her, so I wasn't above throwing a game to my wife to make her feel good about herself. The problem would be if she got a taste of besting me that way. The girls back at college hadn't all started off as full-blown dramatrixes either. I realized that if I was going to leave there in film after everybody had already seen me enter as a man, my best bet to avoid any further humiliation would be to try to be the best-looking female I could possibly be. A lot of people who were there for the spill would probably have left before I emerged from the bathroom anyway, I reasoned. So, I opened up the makeup case and went to work shading and highlighting. I was a bit rusty, no doubt about it, but it was just like riding a bicycle. I knew enough of what I was doing to make myself look presentable. From the waist up, the outfit was modest enough, but below the waist, I'd be showing a ton of leg. I looked myself over in the mirror and decided I looked like a chick in an early 90s rock video from some heavy metal band. Bracing myself, I sheepishly opened the door before stepping boldly out into the restaurant, only to be greeted by clapping and wolf whistles from practically everyone in the restaurant. I blushed a bright shade of crimson, but at least nobody seemed to be offended or angry at me or the girls. Waiting for me to be smiling broadly from the comfort of the booth were Beth and Claire. Replacement meals had already been ordered, and the seat next to Beth was waiting for me. I clip-clopped over to the booth in my pumps, getting admiring stares and seeing a few people taking pictures of the guy who just got tricked into wearing women's clothes by his fiancée. That would be the type of story they'd tell on a fishing trip or at the beauty parlor. I suspected that I would soon be the subject of some small-town gossip. That was a really dirty trick, Beth, I said, grinning, as I took my seat. Aw, I know, honey, but you should have known you'd be taking this road trip like that. And besides, you'll have to admit, I got you good. I guess so, I conceded. I take it you managed to dispose of that suitcase full of male clothing you generously packed for me? Yeah, I slipped it in the trunk of Claire's car while you were helping her with the bags. Ah, so that explains why all the bags fit in the trunk. Clever. Yeah, you're really trapped now, teased Claire. So you might as well get used to being our girlfriend on this trip. Oh, great, I mocked in mock horror. Aw, it's not that bad, is it, inquired Beth, with some sympathy in her voice. Beth, interjected Claire. You're supposed to be the dominant one. His responsibility is to obey. How's that ever going to work if you start going soft on him already? I'm just asking, replied Beth. Besides, it's not like I can let him off the hook even if I wanted to. But I suppose you're right. I'll try to toughen up. If it's what you want, I'll survive, I replied, taking a large bite of my chili dog and savoring the flavors. It really was amazing, although it might have been the humiliation that was making everything seem so intense. Even the girls who had taken our initial order came over to compliment me on how good she thought I looked. Of course, she had a story about how her and her best friend used to dress up her friend's brother all the time when they were younger. Sometimes it seemed like every woman's hobby when growing up was feminizing some poor boy. We finished our meal 
and paid leaving a good tip for all the inconvenience and mess caused by the spillage and headed back to the convertible as i climbed in the back seat i realized they still hadn't told me where we were going but i began to connect all the dots we could only be heading for one place and we'd be there in about another hour dupont college and that was shayla spazia reading welcome to college reunion part three uh it was a great pleasure as always to uh talk to her during this podcast um i just think the world of her like i said she's the one who gave me my dog and that dog means more to me than pretty much anything and um just a wonderful person a very sexy person who is an amazing narrator of these types of stories so if you get a chance please support her check her out on night flirt check her out on clips for sale she's got some great clips with me and she's got some great clips without me so so definitely give her a look and thank you for listening i will be back next week and i hope you will be too bye bye